0: Welcome to Pragmatic. Pragmatic is a show about technology and contemplating the finer details and their practical application. By exploring the real-world trade-offs, we dive into how great ideas can be transformed into products and services that impact our lives. Pragmatic is entirely supported by you, our listeners. If you'd like to support us and keep the show ad-free, you can by becoming a premium supporter. Premium supporters is available via Patreon and through the Apple Podcasts channel subscription. Premium supporters have access to early release, high-quality versions of episodes, as well as bonus material from all our shows, not available anywhere else. Pragmatic is also a podcasting 2.0 enhanced show, and with the right podcast player, you can stream Satoshis and Boost with a message as you listen. Just visit engineer.network/pragmatic to learn how you, help this show to continue to be made. Thank you. I'm your host John Chiji, and today I'm joined by my good friend Clay Daly. How are you going Clay? Hey how's it going? It's going good it's going very good and um, the reason it's going exceptionally good actually I would even say is because it's WWC week and we've just had a keynote. Yeah that's our, our, our mecca isn't it for the nerds? Yeah kind of it well for Apple nerds anyway I'm not entirely sure how many for Android fanboys yes. are interested in this but hey. It's a good point. Well, actually, no, they're probably pointing and saying, hey, look at all that stuff. We've had that on Android for 10 years or something. That's another good point. That's <laughs> probably more the way they'd see it. But anyhow, uh, before we get right. uh, too stuck in a WWDC talk, I just wanted to give you a quick camera update, um, super quick. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, I've um, got a, uh, my Nikon Z6 II, and this particular camera, I do love this camera, and I've been gradually phasing out Ie, selling off my old F mount lenses and going to native Z mounts because they have mm-hmm. better performance on a on the mirrorless body, which is you know to be expected. Um, and it's not just that. Also, I I've you know learning more about lenses and so on and so forth. You know, the the Z mount is significantly larger than the F mount, which means more light gathering, which means you can have you know larger glass and get um basically superior optical performance out of a Z mount mm-hmm. than you'll ever get out of an F mount lens. So yeah. So anyway, the only um, two lenses I have left that are f mount, I've got my um, Tamron. um, It's a uh, gosh, eleven to sixteen millimeter f two point eight ultra wide, which is manual focus only now because I don't have a body motor anymore because I've sold. Oh, yep, you got rid of it. Yeah, I sold my D five hundred. I sold my D five hundred. So so it's now manual focus only, but that's fine. I don't mind. Uh, it was only for astrophotography and and wide wide landscapes. Oh yeah, and, so it's perfect. Yeah, for that. yeah, It's fine. Manual focus is probably better anyway for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one is my um, novelty lens, uh constant mm-hmm. uh, five f five point six aperture, and um, uh, I'm using the standard FTZ um, revision one mount for uh, adapter for that. Not the not the revision two one. This is the revision one one. It's got the little knobby bit underneath. So, um, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It, it's fine. Uh and that's it. So now I've um I've got my twenty-four two hundred Z mount, um F four point five to F five point uh F six point three, um, which mm-hmm. is my do everything lens. And it's not bad, but I missed the bokeh mm-hmm. of a wider aperture and the low light performance. And um so I was tossing up whether or not I, I spend four thousand dollars on a, For what? a seventy to two hundred mil f two point eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, or, or I replace my um, much beloved uh, f 85 millimeter uh, f 1.8 portrait lens. Mm. So I did that instead because that was a hell of a lot cheaper. So you have an 85? Yes, I do. I got it yesterday. It literally showed oh. up yesterday. So um, I went oh, around nice. the I went around the house last night, annoyed everybody by taking their photo <laughs> in really low light. And the vibration um, reduction with the in-body system plus the 85mm F-mount combination. I I literally took a photo of my son almost in pitch darkness um, with a one-second shutter and there was no shake, no camera shake. Wow. Handheld. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Um, I had to manually focus, of course, because there was not enough light to focus. No light. No. No. (laughs) No candle. No no candle. Um, It was actually really kind of eerie. But never mind. Uh but yeah, so and the cat magic. Yeah, it it really does look really nice. So um a, as with any new lens, my favorite lens is my newest lens. So mm-hmm. um we'll see how long that as lasts. it should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh I have also ordered a um 40 millimeter uh F two, which is kind of like a very plastic fantastic pancake kind of lens. Oh, okay. I wanted a compact lens that would do a standard near thirty-five millimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it has had great reviews, except for the fact that it's all made of plastic, effectively. Well, I mean, except the glass. The glass is made of glass, but you know, right, right. You know. So, and this is a four D. You said F two. Yeah, it's an F two. Yeah. So okay, it's pretty nice, nice. Yeah, I wish Sony made made something that. That sounds good. Yeah. Now look, when when Nikon released that one, it was all just mm-hmm. you know, like here's a here's. A, <laughs> um here's it's not it's not 35 millimeter because we've got a beautiful 35 millimeter with practically no mm-hmm. vignetting and it's just a gorgeous f1.8 lens you really want that but for all you cheap skates out there that want a tiny little pancake lens it's not 35 <laughs> it's 40 millimeters so you know um mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what five better well I, I actually i've looked at photos and the comparison between them uh and the th- like this 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 lens for example is like 400 bucks australian that's that's amazing yeah, actually it's super cheap and when you, and because it's very very small, like it's it's kind of very much like a pancake's sort of style. It's not a true pancake lens, but it's pretty close to it. Um, mm-hmm. It means that suddenly a mirrorless becomes. I would, I think, saying pocketable would be an exaggeration, but yeah, close enough then I suppose. But yes, close enough.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this here, so it, it is it really. Uh, it's a well-reviewed lens
0: it's amazing yeah no it's a fantastic lens for 400 bucks and honestly yeah um, so my my goal is to get a much smaller um little camera case and have that as like a, a little sling bag kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. and then i can mm-hmm. take that you know with me and uh, i'm also i've got my i'm eyeing off a there's a secondhand uh sp300 or sp400 or whatever um on marketplace i might grab that and have like a super nice. compact um setup that's really high quality that i can just take with me anywhere um yeah so yeah because i mean it's a shame because you know you we were talking a few years ago about the nikon one series and mm-hmm. i've still mm-hmm. been eyeing off nikon one v3s but i just can't bring myself to buy one second hand um i know it's, given a cheap yeah because it's like they don't they don't make any of the bits for it anymore that's also true and then some of the really
1: high-end lenses are still high-end prices somewhat it's yeah amazing i keep looking
0: yeah i know and i just i i just such a shame that they stopped making them because i mean you you said to me at the time yeah you were really disappointed they stopped making them and i and i looked into it and i'm like you know what i i absolutely agree i I didn't even realize these things were a thing because when i got the Mm -hmm. the, my dslr i never even looked at like compact cameras like that and it is such a shame but anyway
1: yeah, it's. I mean, you know, Nikon was; they were ahead of their time with uh, with what they were doing with the Z, uh, with the uh, V one system. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had just kept going. They could have done both, you know. Yeah, could have had both going at the same time. Yeah, they should
0: do both. I, I secretly right. hope that they'll release a similar product to that in the future. Like once they're done yeah. fleshing out the rest of the Z mount lens ecosystem, because they've still mm-hmm. got some some more they need to do. They've, I think, they're releasing a an eight hundred mm Um, Ultra Tele, uh, Prime and uh, there's Mm -hmm. a couple others coming out. Mind you, they're going to cost you the price of a small car but that's okay (laughs) because I mean a lens is far more important than a car, isn't it? Mm. It's very. (laughs) Okay, I'm losing a lot of people. Okay, all right. So that was just a little bit of an update and I thought you might find it interesting. um, I'll post some more photos and I'm going on a bit of a road trip this weekend. Um, Okay, cool. So uh, I'm going to go up and have a look at uh, a gorge it's like, wow, well, that sounds exciting, but you know, hey, I kind of like hiking around gorges because they're cool. Anyway, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna toot? Oh, probably, yeah. But I mean, I'm just going to take a whole bunch of photos and and add them to. Um, I'm doing some scenery shots for um, for a relative, so oh, okay, uh, advertising promo in a sense. But I'm also going to post some nice. on my own website, of course, because why not? Anyway, yeah. Awesome. Right, so ends the photography update. Right, we need to get back to WWE. And when I say get back to it, I mean start talking about it. All right. So, um, just going through the 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 keynote then from start to finish with key points and some of stuff that I wanted to do quickly touch on and so on and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. so I just want to start by saying Apple are very, very self obsessed about their campus. <laughs> I I I kind of feel like it's now becoming a feature in every one of their videos and and don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a, one of those frisbees with a hole in it. I know people call it the <laughs> mothership, but I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of uh, yeah. It's it's a very impressive big building, but honestly, God, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just they're proud of it. Good for them. Yeah, but really, do I need to keep seeing it every damn video?
1: I know. I think they they re- they they overemphasize it sometimes. Uh. I'd agree with you. Yeah.
0: In any case, they need to pay their groundskeeper more because when Tim Cook was walking around, if you look out the window mm-hmm. behind him into the middle of Apple Park, you see yeah. all the pathways. There's some trees, but there's clumps of, you know, like different grasses around the place. And I'm like, guys, what? what's the groundskeeper <sighs> doing? You know, like mow that lawn already. Come on.
1: <sighs> is, are they going for the, you know, the, the natural look of, of
0: that sort of... I mean, what, is that like... Partially desert area. Well, I mean, maybe. Well, if they're going to do that, where are the tumbleweeds? You know, I mean, like, come on, well, get on point. that. Yeah, that's a good come point. Come on, guys,
1: yeah. go go full, go home, go full or go home. Yeah, right?
0: exactly. Go full tumbleweed or go home. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, the next criticism, I have to say, I am really tired of the cinematic transitions. Um, mm-hmm. it's just look. I realize they've got a whole production company with Apple TV Plus that's creating well some of it's good content some of it's rubbish but i mean they've got this massive bank of experience now they can draw on i mean good for them great but mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it's just a touch much <laughs> i just like you know yeah but then i'm i'm an engineer i look at that and i say well give me the deets i don't give a crap about your you know transition between areas because clearly the floor <laughs> does not do that it doesn't sink into the ground like a like a james bond movie um like i uh, can." Uh, super villains layers don't do that okay and apple campuses don't either
1: anyway yeah f- super villains <laughs> versus apple
0: campus yeah seriously it, it it some of those transitions look just like what you'd expect in a bond film you know like yeah i mean ser- <laughs> come on you know whatever yeah i'm old the only thing is uh, that's missing is the gator pit yeah totally 100 percent or um or freaking uh sharks with freaking laser beams you know oh yeah Yeah. exactly <laughs> Laser beans. Yeah. Every, every shark deserves a warm meal. Anyhow, okay. <laughs> uh, Austin Powers, the gift that never stops giving. Never. All right. So let's talk a bit about um, iOS, some of the good stuff coming in iOS 16. Uh, mm-hmm. My on, on the iOS lock screen, so r- right up until now, if we want to get access to widgets and so on on, the, on our lock screen, we have to like wake up the lock screen and then swipe across from left to right. And then you get all your widgets mm-hmm. up. And I always found that annoying uh, because obviously, you know, on the Apple Watch, you just like, you know, if tap the watch face, got an always on display, you just, you know, turn your wrist and you can see the critical readouts of some of the customizations. So bringing mm-hmm. that to iOS to an iPhone is long overdue. And I'm really glad that they've, they've done that because they've taken a whole bunch of those ideas from the whole Apple Watch face com- customization thing and they're applying that to the iPhone, which is fantastic. Yeah.
1: I'm actually surprised it took this long. I mean, with the fact that we've done it now already with you know with the, with the Apple Watch.
0: Yeah. I kind of get the feeling that they could have done it a lot sooner and they just it just, just deprioritized. They're like, yeah, as features go, it's not that critically important that they do it now. So they just kept pushing it off and pushing it off. That's, that's how it feels to me, like something they could have done a mm-hmm. long time ago as well. I totally agree. They right. could have. And it was just a political... Mm-hmm decision not to i think Um, yeah but i mean there is talk about always on displays uh technology getting into the next generation of iphones and so on and so forth but i mean well that may well be true but honestly putting those sorts of uh, widgets on the lock screen would not require that display so i don't really buy that as being the real reason they're doing it now i just think that as being well you know that's it's almost unrelated in some ways Mm-hmm. but anyway so yeah i'm actually really happy having said that I'm, I'm actually really happy with that i think that's really really good um yep same here yeah what did what do you think about the focus improvements like the whole home versus work thing your thoughts on that one I,
1: I i think you know okay so for someone who is in management who does use one phone i don't have multiple phones i like this um i don't so i use uh google what do you call it google voice oh yeah for my work stuff Mm -hmm. and everything else is my my so i don't have my work email actually in my mail app i have i use the uh, microsoft products for work and having having different focuses for for you know between work and home I, i i'm really actually pleased with that I don't know how easy it'll be for it to set it up, though. The, the, the problem is a lot of times if something takes too long to set up, I don't waste my time doing it. <laughs> what, what, what do you think?
0: I think it's definitely steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it is also a problem in terms of like integration. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to know more about whether or not that will actually work um, with the broader ecosystem. like So many of these focus features and the definition of this is work, this is not work, lines get blurry. If you're using everything in Mail and you've got separate Mail inboxes and there's a feature to say, well, this inbox is work and this inbox is home, and hence I can now divide my email notifications coming in between those flags, that is something that's under Apple's control. But if you have Microsoft Outlook or you know or, or Gmail or you know or whatever else system you've got for your email, and it doesn't support those tags and that integration, then how will Focus Mode know which is which? Because Mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, because I mean, like some people will prefer the Outlook client, and the Outlook client will can have multiple mailboxes. And some people will actually have their mailboxes in Outlook, not in Mail. Mm -hmm. A lot of people hate Apple Mail, you know, seriously. And I and I get why, Mm because it's not always intuitive. And for me, the big killer in Mail is that search is terrible. Um, It is horrible. But you know, but I suppose, yeah. Anyway, so look, I, I guess I'm I'm initially skeptical about the focus stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and that's simply because of my my use case and I don't think it's that uncommon where you have uh, a separate application so that unless a, unless a separate applications can handle that support and that'll take time probably and some may some mightn't you know, I, I need to see this in use to know if it's actually going to work uh, like so many right. things in the Apple ecosystem if everything's in the Apple ecosystem then it works but if it, if you if you're not then it doesn't and it, and that's right. that's my concern with that but we'll see We'll see how that goes. Are
1: you doing focus, any sort of focus stuff now?
0: I do have a focus mode for do not disturb when I'm driving. I've got a focus mode um, after hours at night, but I don't try to split home and work. It just didn't like I've tried, and this is, I guess, this is part of my other skepticism. Up until now, I've tried different hacky ways of doing what Apple now says you should be able to do, uh, and it's never Mm -hmm. really worked. So I don't know if this is actually Mm going to work or not. I found that um, when I was managing a team uh, not that long ago uh, and pre, I guess pre-COVID probably more so, when you're juggling so many balls, I think that would really help. So like in your use case mm-hmm. right now where you find yourself in your career, I think that could be really beneficial. But um, I mean, I don't know. God, goodness knows what I'll be doing in another six months time. Who can say? But uh, right. maybe they will become more useful then. But I don't know. We'll see. It's yeah, we'll see. steps in the right direction potentially. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's really not much else to say about that from from me anyway. So I, I no, I think the biggest deal is one of the silliest and simplest things, and that's the up- updates to messages. Yeah, I'm way overdue. I'm, uh, I cannot believe that. And and I, I thought, oh, can't you edit messages already? And I'm like, holy crap, no, you can't. And I, for some reason, I <laughs> I don't know. I had it in my head that oh yeah yeah you could you can edit messages. Well. No, you can't, and now you can. Or rather, in iOS 16, Mm -hmm. you can I'm like, oh, wow, finally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It seems like such a simple thing that they could have done and should have done ages ago. I don't know why they didn't. Right. Thank God for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, other apps have, uh, other, you know, messaging app, messenger apps have been able to do this for a while. And it's really, I mean, Apple's, you know, messages is a messages app. I think in a lot of ways, they treat it like it's just a regular, you know, sms messenger when in fact it's more than that if you're using it between ios devices
0: yeah i mean the the thing is that oh i don't know i mean i i guess uh on facebook messenger for example not that facebook is necessarily a a meter stick <laughs> for anything particularly i guess it's more like there are plenty of other apps out there where you can edit messages and you can mm-hmm. recall messages. There's even functionality in in Microsoft Exchange or Office 365 to recall messages and you know, like emails. So mm-hmm. you know now you can do that in messages in as well in iOS 16, which is fantastic. So it's like right, yep. we can edit, we can recall messages, fantastic. That's the way it should be. You'll never be able to mm-hmm. stop people from taking a screenshot, um, right? But it's better than not having it. That's for damn sure. So, ha- uh, so hallelujah, and thank you, Apple, for that. What took you so long? Yes. But um, irrespective, we're g- really glad you've done it. So, thank you. Two thumbs up. I'd do three thumbs up if I had a third arm, but I don't. <laughs>
1: yeah, they've made it to 2015, I don't know,
0: 16? I can't remember. 14? It's been a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um,
1: who uses SharePlay? Do you use SharePlay? Yeah, Vic and I actually use it together sometimes. Seriously.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: When when he's around, yeah. When he's not, you know, when he's not busy working, yeah. We 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 we. You know, sometimes he plays uh uh tacky country music at me, but yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> disco country. Well, here's the thing. Yes. Um, I've never used it, and um, I tried to like when I was um oh, I'm trying to think about how long ago this was, but um, I was away for a weekend. Um, and I tried to convince my wife to use it, and it didn't work first go, so we gave up. It's like that was mm. it. Yeah, you know, there was, and, and I can't even remember how long ago that was. It was over a year and a bit. But in any case, it's just like, well, what's the, what's the? Mm. I, I had no use for it. But there are people that do use it and like it, and you can now like share plan messages. Like, okay, great, that's good. I'm happy for those that use mm-hmm. it. For me, it's not something I've, I've really used. I
1: think I think if, if it being in messages rather than having to be part of a Facetime uh, call, it's it's actually pretty cool. I mean, you know, there's some people. Like Vic and I are mostly in messages. Yeah, the, the, we barely ever are Facetiming each other, or, you know, or Facetime audioing each other. So uh, this 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 seems like more our speed rather than face. You know, Facetime for it to be in Facetime first rather than messages is kind of weird. I think I thought I would have thought that. Either you do them both together or you do messages first. Mm.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I guess the other thing uh, is, I don't really to be too down. It may, maybe the two are interrelated. The fact that I had a bad experience may have been related to the fact that the implementation was less reliable um, when it was linked so heavily with FaceTime. Now that it's more mm-hmm. uh, open through the rest of the system and messages, that maybe that's going to make it a lot easier to use. And maybe that changes things. So I should give it another mm-hmm. crack, but haven't been doing a heck of a lot of travel um, on my own for a while, you know, re COVID mm-hmm. um, and such, so maybe that'll change in in the next year or so. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Um, dictation. I kind of was excited about this actually because I um I always found dictation to be quite a sort of a kludgy solution, uh, or cludgy mm-hmm. solution, depending upon how you want to pronounce that word. But you know, like it hadn't been. It, it was like it was an either or thing so either mm-hmm. you're dictating or you're typing text into the keyboard yeah and yeah not r- having both is better <laughs> yeah well cuz I was thinking about this like when I was using dragon dictate years ago uh and I was really I was really getting into that it was all very much uh you know like you press and down press and hold down the key um the hot mm-hmm. key to start dictation and would then dictate what you're saying as soon as you take the key the hand off the key it fills in the screen and you just type away wherever the the mouse point cursor is and mm-hmm. and that's more analogous to now what they're doing uh, in iOS, which to me is the way it should have been from the beginning. But I realized retrospectively one of the reasons I didn't like using dictation on the iPhone was because you couldn't do this, which is, you know, so when you're dictating, now. Yeah, so what they're changing in iOS 16, sorry for those that haven't seen the keynote, uh, is it now leaves the keyboard up and when, when mm-hmm. you're dictating. And that allows you to go in there and actually do edits uh, and splice in real-world editing with the keyboard at the same time as your... or just in, interspl- intersplaced with uh, dictation. And it sounds like Great. a simple thing, but uh, it, I think it's going to make a big difference. So that's really good. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think
1: that I'll use it more often because of because of the ability to have you know me correcting right? and the punctuation isn't that
0: oh yeah that's true i forgot about the punctuation you're right so they're yeah. actually gonna have dictation support um try and predict punctuation um mm-hmm. we'll <laughs> see how that works <laughs> yeah it always felt bizarre saying um full stop comma apostrophe right. question yeah. mark and then, yeah
1: so i tried doing that with max and trust me it, it it doesn't work at all that well
0: yeah you, you don't have an accent clay Anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, no, you don't, um, and nor do I. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it performs with non non US uh, accents, and but it, mm-hmm. even within the US, though, I mean, there's such a wide variety of accents even within the United States. It's kind of even that's a challenge. Yeah, let alone, you know, what Aussies or or, or Dutchies sound like. Right, right, but right. yeah. Would you describe yourself as having a Dutch accent, or is that not really?
1: You- uh I I would say I'm a mixture between a Dutch and a Jamaican accent. Mm. It's so it's so it's even worse. Dutch making. It's like <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh uh, dear me. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm i am just got an Australian accent. I don't know what else to say. Um <laughs> but never mind. Uh all right, <laughs> moving on. Live text. Mm-hmm. Now, live text when you are cop you can copy code from a video freeze frame. And mm. of course, okay, there is zero chance they ever would have cited that as an example if this was not a WWDC keynote. So they know their audience. That's great. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear it. Because, I mean, <laughs> how many average people <laughs> on the street are like, oh, great, I can do code snippets now from a freeze frame on a video said nobody yeah. that was not a programmer. Nobody. Ever. But still, exactly. that is very, very cool. I don't honestly know <laughs> how if I would ever use it. <laughs> but. i mean mean, as a programmer it's kind of cool oh as a programmer yeah good point it's kind of cool but i mean really yeah okay still (laughs) cool though so yeah definitely on the coolest scale uh all right wallet stuff uh yep so my my first comment on wallet stuff is that so much of it is focused on the us which is as usual apple's an american company um you know, America's 4% roughly of the world population. So it's like, well, I guess that's a decent sized market because that's still a lot of people. But having mm-hmm. said that, I find it very hard to get excited about it. You know, sub note to this, like the whole Apple Pay later thing and some of the auto tracking integration. I guess from from my perspective, we, started, we still don't have Apple Pay cash in Australia where we still don't... Oh, you don't? No, we still don't have it. Oh. No. Hmm. So, you know, there's there's so many features in Apple Pay that we do not have. Like I, I can add there's a whole bunch of banks in Australia, something like 12 or 14 banks, whatever, the big ones generally that are that mm-hmm. will allow you to do Apple Pay integration. And uh, and that's fantastic. That's been working for a very long time. And we already had PayWave everywhere here. So PayWave, PayPass, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, tap to, tap to pay, doesn't matter, same thing, same tech. Mm-hmm. Different names, different companies, same tech. But the point is that um and for those systems that's worked fine for ages. But the mm. rest of it has been a complete non starter. So all of that stuff with um you know being able to message money via I'm iMessage can't still can't do that. And wow. um, you know, because the banks in Australia say, well, we've got this other system called Osco, O S K O, um mm. which is backed by another standard called Pay ID. So you can do interbank transfers from within your banking app, but it's not free. Uh, yeah, free, instantaneous and free, okay. up to set dollar limits, of course. Um, mm. so it's like, well, we don't need your your crap, Apple. So no, we're not <laughs> helping you. So I suspect that there's a bunch of you know uh, banks, um, potential collusion, God knows, um, yeah. between the banks in Australia that are that are keeping Apple out. I suspect, but I, either way you slice it. The whole Apple Pay Later thing—it has to be based on things like the Apple credit card. Again, you know, we don't have those here mm-hmm. either, so it doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. So, mm. I imagine Apple Pay Later, which is the whole—you know—buy now, pay later with X number of installments at zero interest, like that whole thing. I suspect that will also mm-hmm. not be available in Australia either for for the same reasons. So, yeah, because it should all—they're it, it, all just financial credit services in one form or another. Right. So without that banking partner backing it, like Goldman Sachs, you or you've got nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah, and this this Apple Pay later I I presume it's only through their own card, right? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, the whole Apple Pay later thing is, I mean, just for the listeners, the whole idea of the whole Apple Pay later is, let's say you got something that's worth thousand dollars, uh, you can you if you use your Apple card or Apple Pay. And uh, you do the whole pay it later option. Then within the wallet, it gives you that option, and you can say, "Well, I'll pay this back at 250 bucks every two weeks or whatever until it's fully paid." So I'm a, I pay nothing today, and I pay the rest in, you know, in a six to eight week period or whatever the terms are. I thought it was six uh, six weeks. It might have been six weeks. Um, Sorry, wait, yeah, yeah. So what is it? Four payments over six weeks, or uh, so? It's, I think it's six six payments, I believe, over this. I, I Is
1: it four weeks? Oh, I guess it, you're right. You're right. It's four payment over six weeks. Uh, my question is, so if something is paid over six weeks, are you not hitting past the window of, I mean, how do you, how do they, how did they work out the no interest? Because you're past the month now. don't know. It's
0: a good question. I wonder how they, I wonder how to that? Some of the details, I, I had a bit of a look before. I couldn't see any of the details um out there, but whether or not you like or don't like pay later systems i mean i um i kind of have there's this one pay later system that i actually have a card for but mm-hmm. i very rarely use it anymore because if you miss that that payment it's like well uh you get really burned like financially yeah. like it's worse than a credit card in terms of how much they 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 bleed you for because they basically throw the whole all of
1: the interest that was accrued up to the point unless it's different than what we have here. But here, if you miss that one payment, all of the interest that was accrued up to that point basically gets dropped on you.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, the yeah, the, the, it's some, some of the, okay, every system is slightly different. Some of them do Mm. an interest component. Some of them have got a flat rate, essentially, you know, unpayment, uh, lack of payment fee. So there's, Mm -hmm. it it varies, it depends. But either way, it's nasty and it's not, it's not something that's, yeah, I, I, yeah, no it's better to stay away from these systems <laughs> i find i find the whole pay pay at uh, buy now pay at later systems to be uh, very grubby you know it's a it's a very yeah. grubby kind of market so there's lots of operators out there that are that are dodgy or they just they feel dodgy um yeah mm-hmm. like the whole payday payday loan kind of a oh, yeah, market no. you know what i mean that's yeah that
1: whole ugh. yeah yeah that's uh, no good stay away from that for sure <laughs> yeah i mean it, it
0: just makes me feel like It feels grubby. I don't know how else to describe it. It just, it feels like a grubby business. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a me too thing, but I mean, if Apple's looking around saying, oh, well, hey, we've got Apple card, we got, you know, so we've got credit, we've got, um, why don't we just do the current fad of, you know, buy now, pay later thing, Mm -hmm. because that's currently popular. Um, I don't know. The next thing that we'll be doing is offering, you know, payday loans. Oh good god. <laughs> but yeah, and and the, yeah. then the then the circle will be fully complete and it'll be like oh, good god. But anyway, you know what? Hey, it's fine. Um uh, either way, it probably doesn't impact me anyhow because it's not going to be coming to Australia for a while, probably if ever. So, right. you know, shrug. It just feels weird to me like I don't know. I'm still getting my head around the fact that Apple offers financial services like this. Yeah. Uh makes no sense honestly, but yeah. But I can when you're turning over that much capital, then I kind of see why you would want to have more control, but no matter how mm-hmm. I look at it, Visa, Mastercard, whether it's Apple or not, big banks or not, it's all it's all funneled through a company of one kind or mm-hmm. another, and it's all right. just yeah, everyone's taken the, the skimming a little bit off the top, right? Just make, it just annoys me all of it, but never mind.
1: You know, from the the Apple card. The Goldman Sachs card, you know that that actually is my card of choice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is paid by this card, um, and I just pay it up. You know, like I just pay. You know, if I if I bought something for a thousand dollars, I'll just use the card, pay it off right away. Then, then I get the points or whatever the percentages
0: back. Yeah, but um, and you know, but credit cards are the devil. I mean, come on. Oh, totally. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, But I mean, I guess my point is simply, I can understand why Apple got into the whole credit card thing, but this stuff mm-hmm. makes less and less sense to me. So yeah, that's maybe. all I, you know, because I mean, in Australia, for example, you go on an Apple store, you can go and get these cards, um, like it's a uh, interest-free card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you spend more than like $1,000, you get just automatically 12-month interest-free, you spend more than 1500 you get like uh, two years interest-free or something like that anyway. Yeah, but the, the- Bar- Barclay used to do that for Apple here. And then okay. when Goldman Sachs came in the picture, they stopped. Yeah. So I imagine if it ever comes to Australia, the same thing will happen here. And for the moment, it's mm-hmm. it's done by a company called Latitude Finance. And so Latitude okay. Finance take care of like that component. So you, you don't apply for credit via Apple, you via, you apply via Latitude, and then they'll give you a mm-hmm. card. And then that card, they've got partnerships, not just with Apple, but with all these other companies. And mm-hmm. it's a form of interest-free... It's not exactly the same thing as buy now pay later. It's similar. Buy now pay mm-hmm. later is different insofar as you have X number of fixed payments at this fixed regularity. Whereas interest free right. is you have a minimum payment, you meet your minimum payment, and you don't get slugged any in interest for like so let's say it's twenty four months based on the transaction. Um, but if you don't pay it off by that twenty four months period, man, we are gonna we're gonna take your left yeah. kidney, your right kidney, your liver, your house your cars you could have bought two laptops and it's like yeah, by the time is it really worth it hmm. anyhow yeah all right not really oh god i spent more time talking about finance than i really wanted to okay hmm. order tracking great are we thrilled is that gonna work for anything outside of spotify it's <laughs> like so, yeah you mean shopify or oh, shopify what if it's called now shopify I, uh, who knows honestly um the the great thing about shopify is that a lot of it is transparent you don't see like, like when I go to a website to buy something and they use Shopify, um, mm-hmm. there's like a, sometimes if you really look, there'll be like an indication, like a little logo at the bottom saying powered by Shopify. Um, right. but generally my brain just tunes that out. So I have no idea if it's a Shopify system or if it's homegrown or if it's like some other, cause Shopify not the only one. Um, yeah, but for me, yeah, I think, they, but they mentioned Shopify, but they didn't, they didn't during the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, they did. And I, I probably just an it, it, it it's it'll be interesting to see how well that works. Um, because a lot of the stuff with auto tracking is in Australia, there's like Australia Post will will do like Star Trek and you've got toll and you've got oh goodness, who else? So um FedEx have got stuff here, UPS do a little bit. Um they're not mm-hmm. as big here as in the States, but every one of them will have their own notification system. So whether or not integrated order tracking is something that this is actually going to help with or not, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something more useful like maps. I mean, I say useful. Um, you know, <laughs> multi-stop routing. Finally. Overdue. Way overdue. Finally. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I mean can I yeah I I I stood up and applauded for this. Yeah, no. I know. The funny thing is that in um in in my Model Three they only added multi-stop navigation in the Model Three like three four months ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, what what is the uh, backend for for your maps in your car? Um, it's okay. So Tesla pay for a they they take a Google Maps backup and then they kind of mm-hmm. like like periodically and then they apply their own to it so Mm. it's kind of it's like a it's a pseudo google maps it's Mm. it's hosted by tesla but it's it's derived from google maps from google gotcha yeah but i suppose my point is more that how you navigate that hasn't got like if you've got multi-stop navigation it probably doesn't matter really about the back-end data it's more about how you manage navigation from point to point and it's waypoints. And, you know, for the longest time, people would ask Elon Musk for this and he'd just sort of like say, um, uh, Yeah, well, it's on the list, it's on the list, it's on the list. And he'd say the same kind of thing for years and then finally said, Right, finally, we're giving you waypoints. Stop it already. And <laughs> and uh, it's like, it's not, it's like when you're taking, if you're going, I would say more than half of the trips that I take, uh, whether it's in my car, public transport, or someone else, whatever, if I'm navigating from place to place, there is half of them have more than one stop. Mm -hmm. So multi-stop routing is, to me, is table stakes. And it's annoying that we haven't been able to do that in Apple Maps until now. No, it is. Yay, finally. Yes. Anyway, all right. Uh, I like the recents, being able to recall recent um, uh, Mm -hmm. routes. That's really handy. Something I use all the time. Uh, in Google yep. Maps and on my Tesla, which is great. So now you can do that in Apple Maps as well. We will be in iOS 16. So yay! It's yeah. annoying when it was isn't there, but yeah. Yeah, it's an, yeah, it is. It really is annoying when it's not there because it, it's it's like you, you want to go back and you have to go and rebuild it from from scratch. And it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, where was I going? Okay, and you type this in the search box. Okay, now how did I get that location? And it's no, you don't search by plaza. You search by some other thing. I figured it out yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh. Right. If it was in recent, just go. Oh yeah, that one. Tap done. Exactly. very handy. Um the whole city stuff, I, I think it's useful maybe if you're living in those cities or maybe if you're visiting right. those cities. But honestly, I I'm not really turned on by any of that. Um, you know, like they've mm-hmm. added Sydney and I'll be visiting Sydney uh for a few days. <laughs> well, uh, another another wave of massive wave of COVID and all lockdowns or God knows what happens in November, notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully mm-hmm. in December we'll be we'll be doing that trip to Sydney. Uh so that might be handy. But I mean honestly, I mean, it looks cool. Like all the th- yeah. the 3D effects and all of the extra details on buildings and bridges and different things, but I don't know, is that what people really want? I, I guess it's appeasing the masses because if you go for the largest cities. Is it though? Do- well I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out what them what they're thinking is. I mean, if you've got like Sydney's got, well, I don't know, four million, five million people in it, let's say. So if you do mm-hmm. that update for Sydney, then you've accounted for, I'm now pleasing all of the iPhone, iOS, Maps users and giving this really great feature. So when I think of Maps and Apple, I'll think, oh, this is fantastic because they never leave Sydney. I've now catered for <laughs> what? Uh, a, a, I don't know, the biggest single portion of the Australian population. If you take in mm-hmm. Melbourne as well and Brisbane as well, then you've probably taken in two-thirds of the Australian population. Everywhere else, though, yeah. it's like, what's what's the big deal? Like, who cares? Right. I don't know. I, I know, yeah. I, I'm struggling to understand the appeal. I, me, me
1: too. I, it's not something that I'm really, I mean, I, Miami, I think, is listed as one. I'm not really crazy for it. <laughs> it's not something that I was clamoring for here.
0: I was going to say, I mean, yeah, it's it's Miami. It's already awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. All right. Uh, sports stuff. Yeah. Who cares? Does anyone care? Yeah. I mean, sporty, yeah. people that love their sports would care. Good for them. I suppose. I I was so bored at the sports part that I did I my mm-hmm. two my only notes were who cares question mark. <laughs> so I I took no notes. I, Any thoughts on that at all? Cuz I got none.
1: I, I you know, I don't remember much of the sports stuff to be honest <laughs> truth
0: <laughs> We are on we are on the same page, Clay. Okay. okay. Man. All right, let's keep moving then. Okay, family yep. stuff, family integration. Mm-hmm. So now we can actually create um, like shared photo libraries for a family group. And I mean, I am absolutely thrilled that they have finally done this. And I still feel like I hate iCloud photos so much. It has scarred me for life that I just cannot be f- bothered to try it. I, I, I think that Apple decided to venture
1: into these areas a little bit too late Um. I mean, yeah. we've all set up our systems in a way where we've had to work around these things. Yeah, totally. uh, yeah, they have finally, you know, a couple of years ago acknowledged and have given you family things for things like you know Apple Music and and all of these other subscription uh, items that they have. You know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not aperture. That's not around anymore. But uh, you know, all the video editing and and all these sort of things. Um, but th- th- I mean that. I don't know. Like if you're re, if you're reworking your system, yeah. First thing you should be thinking about is how do you get a system like iTunes, for instance, or
0: Photo Library to be shareable in a family. Yeah. It it certainly is a, a problem that's been well and truly solved by on lots of other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Just because I'm not going to use it personally doesn't mean that it's not amazing. I, I think that it is long overdue lots of people are going to get lots of really good enjoyment out of that. And it sounds like the syncing of the metadata and so on, uh, it sounds like it's something that's, that's going to be um, uh, it's like, if one person puts a lot of effort into all of the tagging and all the metadata and the enhancements of each of the, of, of of the, each of the posts, making them more searchable and so on, everyone gets benefit from it, whether or not family groups should have equal ability to do that editing or not. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's like debatable. yeah, it's like, yeah it should be the same kind of grading like parental privilege so parentals say well right. the parents will say well hi I'm I have full edit everyone else can view I can grant individual users um the ability to edit certain things like these albums and so i just like sharing on uh on different platforms like Dropbox or you know uh or um OneDrive or whatever you might be using yeah you, know, you can say well you get a share link to, to view this. You get a share link to edit this or make comments on this. But you don't have like edit privileges, let's say, for some reason. Right. So that, that kind of right. flexibility wasn't clear to me if that's going to be available or not. But I hope that they do have that kind of granularity. And if they don't... And
1: I, I doubt that that will be the case. You know, like something like this would... In my view, if I were to set it up, I would say, you know, the one... Holder of the library gives the gives the ability for others to edit. But let's say if that is not a thing, right? Let's say everyone is read only, uh, except for the main holder or let's say the main two holders. Uh, people who are in that structure, like let's say the kids, should be able to, in my view, should be able to download the image, yeah, onto their own device and be able to do something completely different with it there. But as long as the the, the actual main image does not get deleted mm-hmm. or you know wiped from. The database
0: yeah yeah totally Uh, in terms of that sort of granular controls my only other thought is that if it's not available in the initial release it will be available in ios 17 probably (laughs) and that's fine Uh, but anyway look so i just think that's fantastic Uh, some of the other Mm -hmm. things in the family stuff i thought was really good is they really made it a lot easier to onboard uh, kids onto devices like in the past, it was like you have got to create an account, you got to flag it as yeah, they're your child, and link it, and you're the parent. Um, and the whole quick start thing looks super simple. My only mm-hmm. frustration is all my kids are now older, so they're almost at the point where they can manage their own stuff. Like I've got an 18, right. 17, 14, and 11 year old. So everyone except my 11 year old is pretty much self sufficient technologically at this point. So it's mm-hmm. like it's I've kind of my my kids have we've sort of almost missed this boat. But I think if you're yeah. a parent with young kids and you're trying to onboard them onto new devices, the whole quick start thing looks really handy. That's fantastic. Uh, and the easy configuration looks fantastic. So, honestly, I think those are all really great steps. Acknowledgement that families um, have been, I don't know, um, I wouldn't say maybe. I think. Well, I wouldn't say second class citizens, but certainly I, I think there's an, ex- to an extent, it feels very much like. Um, they haven't put the time and effort and energy into it that they should have. Right. And and now uh, we're at that point where they've kind of fixed that and moved that to where it should have been years ago. So mm-hmm. two thumbs up, Apple. That's great to see. Personally, though, it's just, you know, my kids grew up, Apple. They grew up. Yeah. They missed the boat. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. Yeah, same here. All right, moving on. Safety check. I was mm-hmm. absolutely thrilled to see safety check in there. And um, it's just from my, not, not from my personal experience, but I am aware of, um, I have a friend through work um, who's gone through a situation that was quite unpleasant where this sort of feature would have made a massive difference. So I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful that Apple are doing this. Um, I think that they tackled that um, absolutely spot on. Uh, I thought it was well mm-hmm. well well presented well conceived uh and uh honestly I think that's just fantastic yeah I'm 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 very happy that uh, Apple is um
1: acknowledging there there are, there are some difficult things to face sometimes and if they can be there for for that process I'm I'm very happy
0: yeah I think that um I think that I don't have too much else to say on that because it's the sort of feature that you're not going to use until you really need to use it. And some people may never need to use it. Let's hope you don't. But having right. it there and knowing it's there, that's that's the value. And clearly, they've, they've acknowledged the fact that, yes, you know what? This is a problem. Uh, and you can, in fact, um, and I realize I've, I'm going on about this so for the listeners that aren't aware of it. Uh, it allows you to effectively, like if you're in a relationship, and you've shared passwords and accesses to different things, it allows you to go through and do a complete audit of all of your uh, Apple-related stuff uh, and basically say, right, well, I'm now just going to do a bulk logout of every, every everything and reset passwords for all of these things uh, and ensure that I have complete control of my, uh, my accounts because sometimes we share passwords with our partners. If things go wrong, um, then that could be used maliciously. So this is the ability to go through and basically do a complete safety check and say, well, you know what? Um, all of these instances are logged out. All these passwords are now reset. I'm basically cleaning house and and bringing all of that control back to myself again, which I yep. yeah that's that's the in essence of how the of the feature. So I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right, HomeKit. I I can't remember. I know Vic's really into HomeKit, but are you doing much with HomeKit? If anything,
1: um, yeah, I, I'm I'm using it. Um, and uh,
0: just Matter. I think they they, they had discussed it. Um, a while. I was trying to remember when they did it. They talked about it previously because they did. I can't remember if it was leaked or if they actually spoke about it. Yeah, no, I just can't remember when it was. Yeah, yeah. I I was aware of it, but anyway. So, so what do you what do you use on HomeKit?
1: Uh, I have a bunch of cameras. I have uh, I have actually a bunch of non HomeKit (laughs) enabled devices that are put on HomeKit via uh uh, plugs that are HomeKit. HomeKit enabled. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything, everything sort of lives in home Uh, when I leave the house, uh, so, you know, I just have a one push button and
0: every, all my cameras are on so I could nice. on the, cool. the home front when I'm gone. So a- any of the, uh, the, the thing with home and matter is that it's almost like a, yeah, Hey, we're doing this, but I mean, there wasn't anything else about the home kit stuff that I really took away from the keynote. Um, I guess my take on it is, well, you know, if this works more broadly, like a matter becomes the standard that everyone else adopts and it all works together nicely, hey, I'm all for it. But, you know, as I'm, Mm -hmm. well, that is always the question. question. Uh, Because, I mean, you can create a standard, but you can't make people follow it. Um, They have to be a certain amount of self-interest in them following it and motivation. So if that motivation Mm -hmm. isn't there and that self-interest isn't there, then they're going to be, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to follow this standard. Uh, in any case, we'll see. And as I'm fond of saying, you know, I'm excited for the future potential, but it's right now just potential. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Crossing fingers and toes mm-hmm. that that goes somewhere. Because at the moment, yeah. I really don't use HomeKit stuff because there's really nothing. So most HomeKit stuff is double or triple the price of non-HomeKit home automation stuff, and that's what stops it me is. buying it. It's like yep. I'm not. It's like I'm not paying extra money for something just because it complies with HomeKit. I don't. It's like it's just not worth it. So until it, anyway, yeah, it's fine.
1: That's why I have some of the items that I have bought, um, is on HomeKit but yeah. not officially on HomeKit. Uh, but you know, it's the switch. The switches are, I mean, and the plugs are, um, and those are not ex- overly expensive. Uh, but the 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 main reason for doing it the way I have done it is because let's say if HomeKit is down. Then at least you know, and it has happened where yeah. HomeKit went down. At least I have other players in my ecosystem that mm-hmm. are still up, and vice versa. They might be down, vers- and and HomeKit yeah. might be up. So um, you know, I, it I think is a sl- it's potentially slightly dangerous if you ha- if you need um, if you need mm-hmm. a backup system to have everything be in HomeKit. Personally,
0: yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of go. I could go either way on that. I feel like, I guess thinking about the whole diversity of the ecosystem, if it's an open standard and everything's all interoperable, then that can only be a good thing. Um, my my mm-hmm. concern is that where a lot of these things fall down is like licensing fees and accreditation. So they say, oh, yeah, if you want to comply with this, then you've got to pay mm-hmm. this fee to get assessed and we'll go through a bunch of tests and yada, yada, yada. And then the companies that make these products then have to recover those costs. And then the other factor is, well, it works with Apple HomeKit and Apple. people that buy Apple products must have more disposable income for some reason. People think that. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes <laughs> it's not. So we're going right. to charge an Apple tax on top of that. And it's like that. that all conspires mm-hmm. and combines to create higher prices for those products. But if it's a standard where the accreditation yeah. is easier, cheaper, more straightforward – people comply with it and you don't have to use HomeKit. You can use any other system by any other manufacturer to do all of your uh, automation coordination, you know, for the one of a better way of saying it, you know, then you don't, then you're mm-hmm. appealing to the broad market and the broad market um, may or may not have Apple kind of money and therefore you're not going to pay an extra tax for it. So I don't know, time will tell sure. a- a- as with these things, it's down to the manufacturers to support them and having a standard is no guarantee it will be followed. And that is uh the longer-term right. play. So crossing fingers and toes and mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic for the future potential, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, the, the other update for Home, it, it actually, the, the update that will be coming or is in beta is the, the rooms not being set up the way they are now because now they're set up in a... It's sort of like an amateur yeah. person made this app, right? You know, where you yeah, have to yeah. sort of swipe... In between rooms rather than having a pane that has all of the rooms that you could
0: just yeah. tap into.
1: So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. All right. Let's move on. Um, CarPlay. So they had a big section about the. Yeah. Uh, it's like a preview. It's not actually being released as part of, at least the impression I got is was it wasn't part of iOS 16. Right. But it's like, yeah. So, they made no commitments as to the when. They're simply saying, you know, it's time we updated CarPlay. No kidding. And here's what we're going to do with it. And they show all these really beautiful, like, new gauges, um, like, integration with a binnacle screen, you know, for your instrument cluster. Mm -hmm. And because, I mean, more and more Mm -hmm. cars are going to fully digital instrument clusters or binnacles, whatever you want to call them. And... Some of the readouts they've got a oh well you know here's your uh, HVA, HVAC stuff so you can turn your aircon your heating your your ventilation controls and do all of that from your phone and uh, via uh, via CarPlay and then you can have your speed readouts and yada 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 of how fast you're going and I'm thinking the only way that's going to work is if there's some kind of ODB bus integration um, within the vehicle because that's mm-hmm. the only way to get that information in real time and. There's mm-hmm. pros and cons to that because you've got to be careful with ODB because you can actually write data down to it as well. So, I don't know. I'm, mm. I also wonder how automakers feel about this um, because yeah. not everyone's going to have CarPlay and then you've also got Android Auto on on in the wings as well for people that don't have our iPhones. So, from an a, mm-hmm. automotive manufacturer's perspective, like opening that up, is potentially dangerous and what's the upside apart from the on sale to customers like oh whatever they're going to call it carplay 2 or something they'll they'll call it something to differentiate i imagine because they'd have to so otherwise how does a how Mm -hmm. does toyota say oh um ours is carplay compatible and then the user comes in and says but i don't have the really flashy things apple showed me and it's like yeah oh this is carplay 1 not carplay (laughs) 2 or whatever they do. and. Because Toyota still would have to make, or or Nissan, or you know, Hyundai, or whoever they are, they're still going to have to provide some kind of interface of their own. And then then they have to provide yes. the capability for Apple, and then the capability for Android Auto and future, probably, to then come in and have their overlay. And if you're Tesla, of course, well, Elon Musk will just give Apple the middle finger and say, nah, you don't get <laughs> to play on ours. Bye. And it's and I'm, meanwhile, right. on the wings, I'm just like, damn it. Because I honestly, that's one thing <laughs> that I don't like about my Tesla is that you, there's no CarPlay integration uh-huh. and it sucks.
1: Is there, is there an Android or no, no Android, none what I, I want? There... Nothing. Oh, okay. I, you know, honestly, the the whole, I, you know, I, I used to be a car guy, uh, not, not really an entertainment or do you call it, system guy, but I, 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 yeah, I yeah. yeah, there you go. I, I, I don't get CarPlay, okay. honestly. Um. Um, it's uh i mean i it, it's nice if you can get my if i can play my iphone via my speaker system and, and that's all i care about
0: well see for me um, clay why i love carplay is because i've driven um mm-hmm. crappy old cars for quite a while we talked about this before well, more on bubble sort than on mm-hmm. on pragmatic but i mean i feel like um like i i have a, a Honda jazz um which over in uh, the states, I think it's sold as a Honda Fit. Yeah, yeah, and it's yes. uh, and it comes a very very basic stereo. So I ripped that out years ago and put in an entry level uh, Sony dual din uh, stereo, and for the only reason that it had touchscreen and supported CarPlay, and CarPlay via cable. Okay. So suddenly I had satellite navigation. I had integrated audio um, for my shows. I had Siri functionality in my car all of it built in you know like and Mm -hmm. it cost me something like six seven six or seven hundred dollars to do that now if you go and buy a car if Mm -hmm. you sorry wind the clock back to 2013 when i bought the jazz the only way you could get that was paying like an extra six or seven thousand dollars for a luxury package yeah that was that was what sat nav used to cost way back when and of course, you then have to pay several thousand dollars every few years for a maps update, because the oh yeah yeah, yeah do remember so that for is. me, yeah. the value of carplay is the fact that I can listen to anything mm-hmm. I want that I can stream, uh like I can listen to internet radio mm-hmm. over over carplay i can uh, I can bring up whatever songs I've got on my Apple music library, I can listen to whatever podcast and whatever podcast app I want, and I can get a navigator that has always up to date maps all just by plugging my phone in. So to mm-hmm. me, CarPlay has been the leveler, and it kind of the it's kind of demolished the uh, the luxury high end. You must pay this extra premium to like Volvo or whoever the hell, yeah. um, or Honda or whatever, right? In order to get that sort of functionality, that, that that's a premium feature. I'm like, no, it's not a premium feature. It should be table stakes <laughs> for every vehicle, in my opinion. So that, to me, that's what sure. CarPlay is. CarPlay basically killed the top end of that luxury market for add-ons to car makers. And I think that that is like, mm-hmm. hallelujah, thank you. So, but, you know, having said that, you know, your mileage may vary. Some people don't really use it that much and that's okay. My wife still doesn't use it very much in her car. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but she has built, it into it built in or you have yeah, to into also do the same. But she just doesn't use it. Okay, and I'm like, okay, well, that's uh, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But look, anyway, I think it's it'll be great to see. It'll be I'm interested to see how many manufacturers adopt it. Uh, but yeah, not an iOS yeah. 16, but looks cool. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, just you know how much they can do with it because yep. there are limits. Some some things will have to still be buttons, physical buttons, uh, because that's just right. the nature of the. That's just the nature of it. Um, I've gone about it, gone on about that many times before, so. Uh, the previous episode of, of mm-hmm. Pragmatic when I was talking to Russell Ivanovich about um, Tesla's and what needs to be a physical button and what isn't. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that um, and I'll go on about it there. i rant on that quite a bit. Anyway, let's move on. Watch OS 9. So, who's got a Series 3 yes. or lower? Because if you have, <laughs> tough. It's gone. It's fell off. It's fallen off the update <laughs> like, cliff and yeah. it ain't coming back. So, yeah, my son still Great. has a Series Three, um, and he's running WatchOS Seven. He hasn't even upgraded to WatchOS Eight yet, <laughs> and so he's like, "I don't care. It's a mm. watch. It works." hey, that's the <laughs> way. Right. Anyway, um, so WatchOS Nine, four new watch faces, and they all suck. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't use. I'll any never of use any of them. They're, they're just terrible, and I I don't even care anymore. Like. I used to get excited about new watch faces, but now there are so many to choose from and they're all so customizable, I just don't do not care anymore. I've given up caring. Mm-hmm. And I've also given up yep, waiting same. for a uh, a watch face app store as well. It's never it's never going to happen. They're just not going to do it.
1: No, I don't think so. I think you're right. I think the uh the fact that they keep putting these
0: sort of, you know, not so great faces out, yeah, I don't think I'll tell you one it. thing that's really good though. I or I think is really good is the banner notifications. Because one of the things that really <laughs> me to tears is when a notification comes in on my my watch around about the time when mm-hmm. I want to check the time and then the notification comes in <laughs> yes. and it comes and covers the screen and I can't see what the time is. Anything. It's like, did you yeah. stop to consider that maybe I was not raising my wrist to check the notification but to check the time because it's a watch. A oh, watch, yes. <sighs> anyway. No, I look, I look forward to that that uh, yep. Uh, workout stuff looks nice, not really for me. I'm not a workouts kind of guy. I do I'm an accidental workouter. I, mm. I like I get the notification. <laughs> it looks like you're having an outdoor um, outdoor ex, outdoor walk or whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, spotted, it yeah. was 10 minutes ago, but thanks. Um, and yes, I was outside <laughs> briefly, so you may as well record that as exercise towards my exercise ring, and that's pretty much all I use it for. But I mean, what did you think about that? You are you more you're more to the exercise features? Yeah, no, I'm I'm
1: I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, anytime they do any, you know, added workout stuff, I I I welcome it. Um some of the automatic stuff sometimes doesn't yeah, doesn't quite work for me, but I, I don't I don't turn them off. I just
0: basically say yeah. dismiss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um the other one that's interesting is the whole uh sleep stages thing. Like all the sleep stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I'll reserve mm-hmm. judgment to see how well that actually works. Yeah, we'll see. Same here. Um, Afib history—that is actually really interesting because I think that's a critical, mm-hmm. that's a critical piece that's been missing with Afib. But again, yes. they said that it's it's still waiting for approvals. But either way, it's not available in Australia yet. So like, shrug, whatever. I'll wait and see when it gets here eventually. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So that's a good one, but yeah, for me it'll probably be a while a while mm-hmm. off. I rather like I rather like the I update like to it. health because I don't think I think this was presented at the same time as WatchOS nine, but it was actually more related to the health app. Is the it, well I say mm-hmm. related to the health app? It's actually a separate app, I think, isn't it? It's the with all the drug interactions. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: So I think that's really good. So my question is, where are they pulling the drug interactions from? (laughs) Is it like, I wonder who they paid, um, if they paid a a license fee or something like that. Because that that is not really, you know, I mean, I guess Google could give you some sort of uh, uh, indications of interactions,
0: but... Dr. Google has been known to diagnose cancers in people that it's just a (laughs) freckle. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) okay. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I would hope that whoever it is, is an accredited source of information for drugs and drug interactions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think yeah. that it's great. And I think that it's the sort of thing that, you know, is, is, is long. Well, we we'll say long overdue. I think that there are other apps already that do this and I, I don't use any of those mm-hmm. apps. But yeah. the funny thing is I probably should. So,
1: well, you know, the, the, the funny thing about it is that, um, there are, a lot of people taking a lot of medications that cause interactions amongst yeah. each other, correct? But the thing is that we in the healthcare field just sort of ignore most of those things because they are stated as interactions by the manufacturers when they did their studies, right? Um, and and so uh, this actually potentially could cause people to be more panicky about the stuff they are taking. Uh, That's true you know uh so we'll see how this um you know we'll see how this plays out uh maybe you know people will go to the prescriber and say hey listen you 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 know you you gave me two things uh that are causing you know uh, a slowing of my heart rate and uh a massive slowing of my heart rate and my you know my my father has had you know some sort of you know heart rate issues and so you know maybe you know maybe this is a good thing for for people to actually uh you know, take their health more seriously, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: So I suppose at this point, uh, I feel like it's, um, it's better that we would have it than not have it. And I think my reaction to this is much similar to when they introduced uh, ECG. So like people coming in to Mm -hmm. doctors saying my Apple watch is telling me I'm dying. And the watch looks Mm -hmm. and and watch is saying I'm dying (laughs) or something. And and the doctor's like, yeah. And there was a whole bunch of this fear that that was going to happen. And most of that was not founded, but, I don't. Exactly. I don't actually think that. I, I do think it probably did. Like there were cases where that did happen for sure. But I don't think it was anywhere near as bad mm-hmm. as as people originally thought it would be. But look, either way, some Sorry. people, you know, honestly, Clay, some people don't even think about drug interactions. They're just like, yeah, they, I'll just, I'll have, uh, I'll have these sleeping tablets and I'll have these antidepressants and I'll have a couple <laughs> swigs of vodka. I should be good. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, exactly. Not do that. Please don't. Do that and then Heath Ledger's right. Like, oh. And I'm, everyone's very sad. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, uh, I think that's True. a positive thing. I think it's a very, very good thing.
1: I, I, I agree. Overall. I agree. O- overall, for, for, for society's yeah. sake, yes. I All
0: agree. right. Ready to talk about the Mac? Hell yeah. Yes. I was not expecting, I also want to say, I was not <laughs> expecting that there would be a product announcement. I thought they were going to, if they're going to do something, it'd be like, here's a sneak peek of, you know, like, the whole can't innovate my ass kind of thing um, from the Mac Pro back in, you know, 2013 or whatever it was. But anyway, uh, but no, they didn't do that. They full-on released uh, to, well, I say released in air quotes. They'll be available next month. So they, I guess, technically it is. I guess that technically is actually a a preview in in a sense. But anyway, so um, the M1 chip is no longer the king. It is now the M2. And I honestly am surprised because by the math I was doing in my head, I'm like, that means that the M2 has beaten the Mac Pro to market. So they started their Apple Silicon transition and their top shelf, top level, highest performing, most expensive computer that they make, the Mac Pro, never got to Apple Silicon before they released the second generation of their Apple Silicon chip. Yeah. Now I'm not sure what that should tell you. I mean, I guess hardly anyone buys Mac Pros. Maybe that's not a big deal. I don't know, but it certainly tells me that the Mac Pro, when it does get released, will come with an M2 in it. I think that's an absolute guarantee. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think.
1: Um, in, I mean, you could go to the, you know, you could do a quad Max, you know, whatever they Ultra. call the M1 Max. Or yeah. is that yeah, the, the ultra? Yeah, the ultra. Is that the yeah, yeah. highest one? Right. Yeah. Um. Or or you could you could go, uh, and do some M M two ultras, and not have to do mm. quad. Maybe, and that might be the Mac Pro. So yeah, I I I, I think, it's it um. I, I had a feeling the M M two was gonna drop, uh, soonish, but I actually thought it was gonna be in a Mac Mini. Yeah. Instead of uh,
0: you know, you know, uh, you know, the Air and the Pro. Well, the I think um, I've said this previously is that the MacBook Air is the generally has been uh, the the leader in terms of new tech. So when the new tech mm-hmm. comes out, they tend to push it onto the Air first. Um, they tend to, not always, yep. but they generally they do. If you look at the design of the wedge shape uh, for the laptops, and the MacBook Airs, they that's where it started. Unibody started there. Um, yeah so the, the, yep. the so just to be clear on what they actually announced they announced the the M2 and then they announced that the MacBook Airs would now come with the M2 chip as would the entry level 13-inch MacBook Pro So just briefly on the M2 chip itself a um, couple of stats you know the the memory bandwidth is now like 100 gigabits per second which is uh like 50% more than the M1 which is which is significant mm-hmm. for uh for what is what is essentially yeah. um the m1 to m2 gap in terms of time is 1 year and 7 months or 19 months or call it year and a half if it's easier for your brain but in a year and a half to get a 50% increase everyone's like oh the m2 is just going to be like a refinement and it's not going to be massive change my like, i think that counts as a massive change a little change would be yeah. like 10 15% 50% more no that's that's significant and that memory bandwidth is a is a bottleneck and they're really working on that bottleneck so that's 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 impressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it can yeah, now it can. handle up to 24 gig of RAM. That's nice. Uh, the CPU caching uh, for each CPU core has been increased as well. And that, I imagine, will be the primary driver because it's using the same... I think it's still on 5 nanometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's using the same uh, manufacturing process. So your performance improvements are on basically de-bottlenecking. So they've got an 18% uh, performance increase over the M1, most likely because of local caching and bandwidth uh, improvements. Mm-hmm um they've obviously done some stuff as well to improve that uh to reduce the bottlenecking for the graphics performance because they reckon at the same amount of power it's got 25% better graphics performance and it can do 35% more but you will consume more power. So to me it just screams mm-hmm. we're widening up the um the, the 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 um bandwidth between different parts of the CPU is the primary thing that they're doing here. Um which is fantastic. That's great. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, my my question is, uh, there's twenty four
1: gigabyte RAM yep. ceiling do you, or, I mean, is that artificial? Do we just randomly decide that? Well, we don't want to go to thirty two
0: because we don't want to mess with the pro line. I'm not sure. Uh, I i i listened to a little bit of this discussion on ATP, and I mean, I guess my my initial reaction is well. You've got the traditional reason, which is the address address space, but it sounds very much like this mm-hmm. is not an address space problem. So I, I don't actually know what the thinking is there. They, it could just it could just be, mm. um maybe it is a differentiator. Oh, okay, it is definitely a differentiator, but between the the classes of M ones and M twos now and future, mm-hmm. whether it's the the pro, the max, or the ultra, um which I suspect I'll continue with that naming methodology in future. So um, it's most yeah. likely that, but don't forget, the more RAM you put down, RAM's quite power hungry and it takes up a lot of space on your okay. die. So it could be a space saving measure. It could be a, well, maybe it's just like the, the improvement of going to 32 gig is simply not worth it, like from a performance perspective. So you don't get enough from it. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to be doing? Spinning up more virtual machines? I don't know. It, it it i just i don't know i find ram limits to be because once your solid state drive um read write access time is so fast the benefits of ram are you know less and less important if you're running vms that need to have a self-contained yeah. environment then fine but if you don't what's the issue things will always be faster if you're loading up hundreds of photos in in photoshop or lightroom or what have you and the more ram you got the merrier sure but i mean that's the only other thing i can think of really i don't know mm-hmm. it's an interesting question uh, but yeah i don't have have too many other thoughts on it um so far as the macbook yeah. air goes though um they finally gave it a redesign it's no longer a wedge shaped so great it's now a straight yeah. cut chip it's no longer a potato wedge um which yeah i don't really care i i found i always found the wedge design to be a bit weird I, it's not like i liked it or disliked it i just thought it was a bit odd um i don't think it was particularly mm-hmm. smart i think it was just um one of those designs that they they did was advantageous and they said well we don't have to have a constant thickness we can actually go thinner at one end because all the craps at the back end and that helps with the balance but you know like physical balance in the yeah. center of gravity when you've got on your lap or what have you but you know you know the, the wedge shape i always
1: thought of jobs whenever you know taking it out of that 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 envelope um and now it's you know we we have one more wedge shape in yeah. the in the lineup in in this 13-inch and that's no. it. Well, no, actually, no, no, but the but the wedge shape MacBook Air will still be on sale. Yeah, it will be. It's true. It will be.
0: It's a very Apple-like of them to keep that M1 yeah. around. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. geez, don't buy it. Pay the extra and get the M2. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm yeah. glad it's got MagSafe again and. Oh, I am ecstatic goodness. for that. And then that, of course, leaves your two USB-C yes. ports for whatever you need. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, it has a notch, the display notch. Oh, goody, said nobody. Yep. Um, great. <laughs> um, th- th- th-
1: you know, for that, I'll, I'll welcome the notch if, with, with them having gone to 13.6. Honestly, I wish they would have just said, eh, let's, let's shove this thing to 14, yeah. but yeah.
0: I, I welcome the notch. Uh, f-
1: Look, I don't welcome the
0: politics. notch. I don't hate the notch. I'm just become beaten yeah. by the notch. It's like, you're going to take this notch, <laughs> John, whether or not you like this notch or not. Hey. And I've been beaten up with my phone for so long now. I'm just like, my brain visually tunes it out, but I kind of, you know, yep. and you can say, well, that's right or wrong or so on and so forth. But it's like, it. it I understand it's just a limitation that this is how they're working around it, and it sucks. Let's just agree that it sucks, and we're just going to live with it. Because mm-hmm. at some point in the future, all that stuff will become far more compact, and they will get rid of the notch again. Uh, until that happens, True. you're going to like the notch, John. You're just going to have to. I,
1: I just, I just think that with the M2 uh, introduction, I, I, I they could have, they could have figured out how to get a, you know, the little drop, uh, dr- you know, whatever Sony calls their little. Mm. i think it's sony that has uh the camera in the middle of the screen or is it Samsung? one I'm of those sure. two I could have i could have figured out how to do it here i mean it's gonna happen at some point why not well why not the air?
0: i don't know i mean i m- maybe what they were doing instead was focusing on trying to finish the damn mac pro on matt apple silicon because they're like you know what true. uh we really should do this true i don't know anyway maybe someday uh 1080p facetime camera yeah another about time but then mm-hmm. I've already got my own Logitech you know, <laughs> C920 1080p you know, webcam that I use at mm-hmm. home. And I guess I know this is a laptop, so it's not the same thing. But anyway, it's it is a, it was one of those about time things. And I guarantee you, I will be buying one. Yes. I have made the decision. I've been waiting for the updated MacBook Air because my use case at this point with work yeah. and everything, um, I'm going to sell my Intel MacBook Pro, which is now four years old, and I am going to buy one of these. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. Yes, incoming nice. months. Okay. Look forward to
1: hearing a, an episode on this.
0: Uh, all right. 13-inch MacBook Pro, as I mentioned before, the only comment I have now with M2, still with a touch bar. Yeah, why? Why? Why, yeah. Apple? Why do you <laughs> hate me and everyone, in fact? <laughs> yes. Fucking touch yeah. bars. Oh, my God. All right. So... My prediction is looking forward. Um, as I said before, Mac Pro, whether it's 2022 or 2023, I've given up. Like, who knows when the hell they're going to release it. It's supposed to be this year. We'll see. <laughs> um, but by 2023, all Macs will have been updated to M2s. I think there's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so this by the end of 2022, if Apple has its shit together, they will have everything will be Apple Silicon. Everything will be M2 available with an M2 in it. Which mm-hmm. is going to be interesting if that's the case, yep. because um, that will mean the Mac Studio, which is really not that old, will get a bump. We'll see. I kind of think that they're going to, and I think that that will mm-hmm. change their story moving forward. But we'll see. But I, 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 I am. I know mm-hmm. we are pressed for time, so I want to keep moving and talk about Mac OS. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. So Mac OS is being called Ventura, and I'm like, every time I see that, I keep thinking is it's Ventura. Ventura. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh right <laughs> anyway yes never mind doesn't matter uh yes so love that movie still eh, anyway yeah. jim carrey's hilarious yeah um but you know the sad yes, face yes. is finally my beautiful trash can mac pro is no longer officially supported sad face sad panda Yeah. Uh,
1: you'll find a way to shove it under
0: <laughs> yeah i know the open core legacy patching team is already working on ventura compatibility based on the first beaters so it'll mm. take time, but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they'll get there and I'll still be able to run it, I, am, I imagine. Yeah. But as I said, my longer term goal will be to get a Mac Studio and replace my Mac Pro with it. I'll probably keep the trash can around. Um, I'm not turning it into a flower pot. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Vic. Uh, but, you know, anyhow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll keep it around for running VMs and different things. It's still a beautiful, very powerful machine. Plus, I can run anything on yes. it as opposed to Apple Silicon, where I can't. Um, I mean, like right. virtual machines and different operating systems. That's a geek thing. Most people mm. wouldn't care. That's right. Uh, stage right. manager with the window management thing looks cool. Um, I'll believe how useful mm-hmm. it is when I see it. Um, so yeah, spotlight Same. improvements are very meh. I kind of like, well, that's great. Um, kind of answering a, a a question I didn't ask. Um, and I've been so <laughs> stung by search in mail. Like they're saying, oh, it's going to be massively better. I'm like, uh-huh. Sure it will. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we will see. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, the big one for me, though, is pass keys. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, I mean, is this the I future? I think it is the future, but there's a big but. I, well, I want I it to want be it to too. Be. Because the whole idea of a pass key is uh, that you generate it on the device and it's unique to that device in your account, and then it synchronizes that with your other devices mm-hmm. on that account via the iCloud synchronizing uh, in the back end. So there's no more password anymore. You simply go to a website and says, um, you know, do you authenticate whatever else biometrics to get into your device and then you can access the website. So it's like there's no passwords anymore. Yeah. So if your if the site you go to has very poor cybersecurity practices and it gets hacked, um, there's no passwords to leak. And it's all, you know, it's all encrypted. Right. So they basically will get your password, your, your pass key um, hash equivalent or whatever else and that'll be the end of it. They'll, they won't be able to use that anywhere mm-hmm. or for anything or decode it or anything. So, you know, just like standard right. you know, in, in, encryption technology. The, pro, the the Fido Alliance has been working on this since 2013 uh, and Fido actually looked up what that meant because mm. I didn't know until just today. Uh, it's the Fast Identity Online Fido. Uh, mm-hmm. My issue is simple mm-hmm. that, um, yes, it supports cross-platform access to pass keys. So if you go to a non-Apple device, you log in, to iCloud on that device and you get access to the passkey via a workaround with like uh, they showed a, um, a QR code, um, which I imagine would mm-hmm. be the way they would handle that. Okay, fine, whatever. And there's an authentication using method using your phone. Look, honestly, I'm sure that'll work, but Apple ultimately will hold all of your keys. So unless there's some function that is uh, cross-platform, as in to say not just Apple iCloud platform to host your pass keys, mm-hmm. it's going to be a non starter for a lot of people. Now, they didn't go to that yeah, level of detail. I really hope that that's available. But if it's not, it's going to be yeah. a non starter. And I think that that's what Fido's been working towards. So hopefully that's going to be in the future. But it, yeah, like the guy said, so. at least he was honest. Uh, They're honest about it. It's going to be a journey. No, shit, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a long journey. Yeah really long journey (laughs) yeah but that's okay i don't mind a journey and every journey starts with a single WWDC (laughs) keynote or something like that (laughs) uh with gaming they got metal 3 which is always better than metal 2 and i again switched off for the game demo Mm -hmm. because i don't care um any thoughts on gaming
1: yeah i don't i don't go to gaming i don't go to gaming for apple so yeah nah me neither very often uh i mean on unless it's you know some simple card games on my you know iOS device where I'm standing in line not not really yeah. yeah, that's
0: it, not really up there all right, You know the thing I've mentioned is continuity camera um you can you can bring your mm. weird ass adapter <laughs> and you put the adapter on top of the screen and you stick your phone in it back to front so that your phone's got its little cameras looking at your face, and you then integrate your phone in real time. With all the tracking stuff and features with your Mac OS Ventura,
1: I mean, look, this continuity, 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 continuity yes. camera thing, yes, it can't yeah, um, it it's interesting, but to have it be the capturing device for joining conferences, it it does not. I, I don't heck. I mean, Apple should just spend the money and yeah. put better cameras,
0: no kidding, on their right? Devices.
1: Okay, the iPhone, yes, has a great camera, but let, let's not, you know, it, it's it's an expensive uh, mm-hmm. piece of device.
0: Yeah, so my thoughts were simple. And that is, you know what, Apple, um, what would have made this unnecessary is better hardware in your other devices. That would have made it unnecessary. Yeah. And you, uh, you're, you're not already charging enough exactly. for your stuff? Come on. And, and it's a hack. Yes. It is hacky as hell. Come on. It is. I don't care. Yeah, it is.
1: I mean, I mean, who is it,
0: Belkin, who's making these these things for them? Oh, they said there were a couple of manufacturers. I think Belkin was one of them. But Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I just, whatever. I, I cannot get excited over something that is essentially their own fault. So, I can, you, know, you know, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes, it's great. Yes, it's cool. But <laughs> you did that to yourselves and inadvertently, therefore, all of us. But whatever. It's fine. All right. I mean, look, we have iPhones
1: that are not modular. You can't take your battery out, but all of a sudden you want to have your laptop yeah. and your, your monitors be mod- modular? Yeah. Come on, stop it. That's true. I haven't thought of it like that. Yeah,
0: quite right. Uh, modularity begins at home or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. All right, last thing to quickly talk about. We only have a few more minutes before. I've got a hard stop, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, iPadOS. Yep. Yep. Honestly, the collaboration stuff looks really great, like collaborating um, between different people in real time yep. on, on platforms. Uh, a lot of those features look a lot like like have you ever used a product called Miro M-I-R-O? No. No. Well, um, no, no a lot of hybrid working tools, uh like hybrid pandemic, hybrid ways of working kind of tools were collaboration. Um, like the whole free form tool that they that Apple was pushing looks a lot like that, you know, like shared shared documents, shared whiteboard doodling spaces, you know, here's a post-it note. This person's working on this one over here. Let's jump and have a look at what they're working on. It's like I've been using these tools now for a couple of years. So they're jumping in on all of that and they're saying, hey, Mm -hmm. um, we can do that too. And I'm like, well, that's great if everyone is in that ecosystem. So like something Miro is cross-platform. I can use it on my iPad, my Mac, Windows, you know, Android, I'm pretty sure. So long as all this stuff does that, then it'll be a serious competitor. If it's not, then it'll be, you know, walled garden problem again. But we'll wait and see um i didn't get from the presentation whether or not it would be cross-platform or not um but still uh Mm. either way their implementation looks fine uh whether it works successfully or not i don't know miro had lots of teething problems during the pandemic but um they came through it and it does work the one i was interested in your thoughts on though is reference mode for the display and i i kind of wonder whether how accurate that's really going to be in reference mode yeah no I i had the same
1: question um I'm not I'm not sure. We, I mean, we will see once it actually comes out, but it's quite quite interesting. I mean, it you know it's a, uh, there the iPad is going to be a a true pro you know pro tool and that uh, that's not a bad tool to you know a feature to add to it. But again, how accurate will it be? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. So we'll wait and see how that turns out. I guess. Um. Mm-hmm. So, Resolutionator is a is a Mac app that uh, is done by Many Tricks, and it allows you to compress your screens down to a space to an area where there's like so. If you want to have a if you've got a physical screen that's only got nineteen twenty by ten eighty pixels, you can actually use it to rescale and squeeze more pixels on that that are actually there, um, which is kind of cool. Mm. And that feature is kind yeah. of now something that they're adding on the iPad, which I think is a great idea. Um, it just it helps when you need a little yep. bit more screen real estate but you're stuck on your iPad which is which is cool Um, uh, anyway uh, and then finally they're they like oh look stage manager as well as Mac OS. now it's on the iPad <laughs> finally and you get full external display support no longer just mirroring and I'm like thank goodness for that finally one yes, catch
1: finally yes Go you have, have an M1 iPhone, in there why not and
0: my iPad Pro is too yes. old doesn't that have- it's not that old. It's not that old. My iPad's only three years old, but oh well. no mind. it's fine. <laughs> they they drew a line somewhere. The M is it? Yeah, the, I mean, I can I I can understand that. It's it's part of the software stack on Apple Silicon. They didn't want to port across to Intel. Fine, I get it. It's just sad. Sad face. You know what can I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to wait for this iPad to get a bit older then and and uh, and find an excuse to get it upgraded. We'll see how we go with that. Because that's it's my iPad Pro <laughs> yeah. is it, and uh, it's provided on by the company. Mm. So I kind of like all of my other stuff is oh, yeah, all yeah. by myself, but the iPad's the one device the company provides, and so I got to wait until it's ready for an upgrade cycle before I get mm-hmm. to play with that. But oh well. <laughs> so anyone with an I, I, M1 iPad Pro, it's uh, it's Christmas. Here you go. <laughs> that looks fine, like yes. really really good. Yes, it does. Um and that's it. I didn't have any other notes. Did you have any other thoughts on on WWDC this year?
1: No. Um. I I I, I was I wanted to buy an M2 uh Air. I'm not a hundred percent. I had to do some research on the screen. Uh, because um I I do I do want a sixteen inch, but but I'm not really keen on getting yeah. such a big laptop. So we'll, we'll see. That my research, I have to do some research to see if I will be getting an M2 Air. I, I do like what it yeah. looks
0: like. So for me, for my use case, it definitely fits my use case now. Um, powerful desktop at home, and I can get mm-hmm. away with a lightweight uh, Mac for work. Um, most of my life in the last 15 years, I've had MacBook Pros for work. I've had one MacBook Air for a few years in the middle. Uh, and I think that now the M2 MacBook Air is kind of, it meets what I need. I could have gotten away with an M1 MacBook Air as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm because um, it, it yeah no
1: i have an m1 macbook here and it to me it's
0: yeah. it's amazing um yeah so yeah. uh so i think it's been it was a very solid wwdc lots of really good features coming some of them are a little bit meh but some of them are way overdue some don't affect me but i think on balance yep. it's been a very good one and uh and honestly uh i'm excited to see the mac pro whenever they finally do release it and i really do hope it is later this year and everything move quickly to the m2s because um I hope that their design cadence uh, improves. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Cool. Well, if you want to talk more about this, you can reach me on the Fediverse at chigi at engineered.space, on Twitter at John Chigi, or one word, or the network at engineered underscore net. If you're enjoying Pragmatic and you'd like to support us and keep the show ad-free, you can by becoming a premium supporter. Premium support is available by Patreon and through the Apple Podcasts channel subscription. Just visit slash pragmatic to learn how you can help this show to continue to be made. Thank you. A big thank you to all of our supporters. A special thank you to our silver producers, Mitch Bilger, Kevin Koch, Shane O'Neill, Lesley Law-Chan, Hafthor, Jared, Bill, Joelmar, and Katharina Will. With an extra special thank you to our gold producer, Stephen Bridle, and our other gold producer known only as R. Pragmatic is a podcasting 2.0 enhanced show, and with the right podcast player, you'll have episode locations, enhanced chapters, and real-time subtitles on selected episodes. And you can also stream Satoshis and boost with a message if you like. There's details on how, along with the Boostergram leaderboard on our website. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with Clay, what's the best way? Uh,
1: Any social platform. I'm CW Daily. Just, you know, if you're there and I'm there, CW Daily. Awesome. Thank
0: you very much. Cool. Well, and a special thank you to all of our supporters and a big thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, as always, thank you for coming back on, Clay. It's always a pleasure. Thank you.